it's a challenge sometimes to walk out what the Word of God says, but I can guarantee you that uh, if we'll follow that operation of love, it will benefit us. I uh, want to take just a moment to uh, just mention, uh, did y'all notice our new sign, no banner? Doesn't that look good? Give Whitney a, a hand for that. I'll just give her, give her, she gets 95% of the credit. All I did was say, hey, go to Trademark Sign and see if you can find us a cool banner. And she sent me some of the things. But if you'll notice on there, it's got the website, ctccenid.com. You can go there to watch the services. You can go there to give, actually. We don't talk about that, but there's a, a way to give. Some people like to do that if you don't want to mail that in. And uh, upcoming events, we've got it really pretty well functioning now, and uh, it's it's really up to date and and uh, nice. So, uh, little wranglers can also be dismissed. I think ones of them gone. The littler guys, if you guys want to go up, we have a class up there for you guys if you want to. You're welcome to stay down here because the preaching will be good too. So I know how it is, new new kids uh, coming into churches, but uh, that's available to you. We also uh, want to just uh, make mention at the end of service or after I preach, we'll go up and, and we'll lift up in prayer uh, the special prayer needs. So if you're needing prayer, we'll have that. But uh, Pat Prochaska family passed away. Is that who passed away? Yeah, Pat. Pat. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So I uh, want to keep them uh, the them all lifted up. Also, uh, we're praying for liver cancer for Rick Adair and uh, Laura. Uh, don't know her last name, but pregnant and has COVID. I uh, want to continue to keep uh, Jackie lifted up. She's doing better, but I think just getting complete, full openness of lungs again is the is the stance. And so we'll lift those up as well. So Suzanne Unruh, uh, David's niece, we want to keep her lifted up. And so uh, anyway, there's a few others on there, but uh, we'll keep that short. Well, listen, uh, I want to get into the word tonight. And, you know, as I was preparing, um, I, I was preparing for the week. And, you know, I, I got to I had JT preach last week here and Sunday morning. So, you know, I had a few days where I didn't have to I wasn't preparing a message. And, you know, I teach my Bible study every morning at High Call Ministries uh, Facebook. And, and we do that every at 630 every morning. And I've done that for a year and a half now. I didn't intend on doing that. I mean, preaching a, seven times a week is a lot, but uh, as well as taking care of cattle and, and, you know, running two churches. But, but we, I, I knew it was there and, and I've enjoyed that interaction and that time. And God just always makes it all work somehow. But I've also had the plan to get that down into a, a shorter, more concise uh, three minute Bible study is something to to quickly uh, you know get you in the in the word and and different people in the word and and so uh, I was today recording some of those things and and some of this message just came together I w I've been teaching this week in that Bible study and I, and I called it seeing yourself and I just put three dots you know that's just blank you know seeing yourself. And see, we, we know from the Word of God and, and we know just from experience how we see ourselves makes all the difference in the world. 
You know, uh, you have probably had times in your past where maybe you had somebody say something. Maybe as a small child. I, I use one example of a, a friend of mine that, that and I won't name who he is, but he was he grew up in a farming and ranching family, and, and he was a young, young kid, and his grandpa told him, I don't even know if you're worthy of carrying our last name. He was challenging him. He's trying to motivate him. But it, it, it did something to that, that man. And as a 40-year-old man, now he's older now, but at the time he was relating this story to me, he was 40 years old and he was still living down that statement. He, was, he said, I'm still trying to prove worthy of that name. You know, sometimes the smallest little words that we, we say in a joke or, or something casual can have such an impact. We've got to be careful with the way we talk to other people, especially our kids, our grandkids, how we speak of them. Making the, making the jokes or, or the comments and is, is sometimes really weighing on them. But listen, you all probably have experienced that where you had a, a word spoken by somebody that rang in your ears and it affected how you saw yourself. Well, listen, that's one of the things that God does for us. You know, God sees you a, a lot different than probably you see you. You know, the, the Bible, uh, the Apostle Paul said not to think more highly of yourself than you ought. And I hear people say, oh, we can't be, you know, we got to be humble. We got to be. Yes, you do. You need to be. We need to be humble and we need to guard against pride. But he said more highly than you ought. He didn't say don't think highly of yourself. See, here's the thing. you got to see yourself as God sees you. And when you make Jesus Christ Lord of your life, all of a sudden, your life changes. Everything becomes different. You become, the Bible says, 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, if you are in Christ, you are a new creation. Old things passed away. All things become new. You say, well, I don't know if I'm saved then because, man, I ain't, I'm not there yet. Anybody think that? I hope you didn't think that. But you know what? We are a work in progress. But spiritually, we're new, born again. Never existed. That word, it, it means to like never existing before. Now, what we got to work on after that is our old flesh. What we got to work on is our mind, our will, and our emotions. And what we got to work on after that is we got we to keep our, 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 the, the flesh part of us in check. So that's a process of renewing our mind, like Romans 12, 1 and 2 says. But I want you to turn to Ephesians chapter 1. And, you know, in my time tonight, I want to get these guys back in here because I love the music. I don't know, man, I was just wanting to, you know, dance. I ain't much of a dancer, but well, I was just, mm, I like that stuff. I, I like, and I'll quit embarrassing anybody that's in my family by stopping dancing. But Ephesians chapter 1 is just such a phenomenal book. Ephesians, the whole book. But Ephesians chapter 1 is, is a, a identifier of who we are, what God has done it's in, in, in Jesus Christ. It's, it's one of the, a rich place that we can shape what he's done for us. And he says, in, starting in verse 3, he says, Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Now, he, he, he gives us a, a picture there, and he says he blessed us. First of all, I like to just pause on some of those words. You know, when you're, when you're doing a Bible study, I hope you don't just hurry through it. 
lot of, lot of things in life. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm usually at, at a fast pace. I'm usually headed somewhere. I'm usually going, you know, going after it. But in, in, in Bible study, I like to not worry about getting through. Sometimes in men's Bible study up here this morning, you know, last week I wasn't there. I know there's probably a correlation here. You men that go to the Bible study can probably gig me a little bit. They got through an entire chapter. I wasn't there. <laughs> today, today we only got through about six or eight verses. But the le- I will say this, the level of dis- uh, discussion, I started to say destruction, discussion was, was tremendous. There's probably a correlation. No, I'm just kidding. But we, challenge, we challenged one another in that discussion, but we don't get in a hurry. We, we spent the time. See, when you read this, just pause a minute. Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us. You know, sometimes you just need to think about and sit back and think about how blessed you are. See, because how we see ourselves and how we see our situations can, is so much affected. I, I put a post on, on Facebook when we were in Fort Worth this last week. We got to go down there to the stockyards and hang out a couple of days, me and, and Sue, and, and just got away for a couple of days real quickly. But we walked into one of the stores and, and, and a, a little, little knick-knack place with a, a sign that said, what did it say? Don't... Put the keys to your happiness in someone else's pocket. I love that. We need to put them in God. We know that. But how many times do we we allow other people to affect and influence our life? He said right here, I'm blessed. Well, you know what some people will do is they'll start measuring their blessing, but then they get off onto all the things they don't have. You know, one thing, and I don't know if we consciously made this decision, but when Sue and I first got married, we were high school sweethearts. We, we you know, dated in high school, and, and she, you know, talked me into going ahead and getting married, and we got married a, a, a year. A year. She, she captured me. I had big plans. I was going to Wyoming. I was going to work on a ranch. I was just going to cowboy. And, and, or I was going to go to the rodeo scholarship out of Panhandle State. And either one of those decisions would have changed my life, and I think I made the right choice. I'm very, very thankful. But when we made, we just decided no matter where we were, it was a good place. We've lived in 18 different houses in 35 years. Now, we've been at this current house we're in for seven years. That's the longest we've ever lived anywhere except where we grew up. But you know what? Here's the thing. And I want to move one more time. She's like, nope, we're not going to do it. But here's the thing that, that we decided, no matter what the house looked like, I don't know why she married me and moved in in the first house I was in, trailer I was in, <laughs> working on a ranch and just a cowboy and working all kinds of hours. I don't know why she did that, but she did it. She loved me. I mean, you know, of course, right? <laughs> Uh, but she, she came into that situation. But you know what we did? The next house was a little bit better. The next house was worse. We backed up on the third house. The next house was a whole lot better. And then the, then the next house, we went to move back to school, went to Oklahoma State, went to Stillwater. You know, we left the ranch, and, and, and I had to figure out what I was going to do now. And so we, we went over there, and I was going into ministry, and, and I, was, I was apprentice at a youth pastor at a, at a church over there that didn't pay me anything but much, but, but we were there, and, and that was our learning ground. But we moved into an apartment. 
but we chose to not focus on what we didn't have. We chose to focus on what we did. And what I loved about what Sue did with every house we were in, it didn't matter how old and dilapidated it was. It didn't matter if it was nice, new, or what. She made it our own, and she painted it, and she dolled it up, and she decorated it, and she did it all on a not very not spending very much. But she would she would do that, make that house a home, and. Regardless, she didn't stand around griping at me, and we could go out with friends, and she didn't say, well, why didn't you get me this, and why don't you get me that? And I thank God she didn't do that, because I was like, well, <laughs> if you can figure out a way to get it out of this money, that's, uh, it'll be good. But anyway, we, we were very, very blessed. You know, and once the kids came along, and, and, and later on, and, and as we began to add the kids and all the challenges, you know, we could have looked at a lot of different things, but we chose to see our situation from a good light. Now... Now, take that and point it back into, into you, how you see yourself. See, we got to see ourselves as blessed, not based on how much we have, but based on whose we are. Man, we're, we're, we're king's kids. We're the children of the king. We have God as, as our, our, our father, the creator of the universe. We have a, a personal connection with the Holy Spirit who lives and, and, and dwells on the inside of us. We have all these things. We were blessed. And notice he said, in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. See, I want you to see yourself in Christ beginning to, to understand. And, and if you've never done that, do a study and go into the book of Ephesians, the book of Colossians, the book of Philippians, and read through and just take note and circle or underline every place where it says in Christ, in Him, in Him, in whom, as God begins to say, this is what we have in Him. You know, he goes on and he says, he says, for, for he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will to, to the praise of his glorious grace, which he freely has freely given us in the one he loves in Jesus in him we have the, have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us. Boy, I tell you what, when you begin to you begin to read that and take note of that and begin to identify what he's done for us, it ought to begin to shape and change how you see yourself. See, the world may see you and have an opinion of you. Certain people may see you and have an opinion of you. But you know what really matters is what does God say about me? See, all spiritual blessings in Christ Jesus have been given to us. We, we can, because of that, we can know God. That's, that's pretty amazing. We can know God. I mean, get to know God. We can spend time with God and Him get to know, know us. You know, one of, the, one of the things is my dad died when I was uh, really, really young at 10 years old and, or just turning 11. And, and, and God, God became like a father. I began to relate to God. I don't remember who the preacher was, some preacher, some minister along the way, related to me that, that God, see God as your father, as Abba Father, Daddy God. You know, I've heard people some say sometimes they, they get offended because we if if somebody talks about God as daddy, as 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 personal, wanting to keep him reverent. And I understand being reverent, but I also understand that God wants us to know him in that manner that's that's close. 
See, and, and the wonderful thing too is sometimes maybe you didn't have a, a good example as a father. Maybe you, you didn't have a father who was very loving. Maybe you didn't have a father. I was very blessed the years that I had my father there, my dad there. He was, he was gr a great dad. But, but you may not have had that great example. But here's the thing. We have a God that we can know. And you know the interesting thing, we, when we begin to see ourselves as someone worthy of that relationship, because of the blood of Christ, because of the forgiveness of sin, because of what He's made available to us, we can see ourselves as adopted as sons. See, because the, the Jews, remember in Old Testament, they were the only ones that, could work, that were qualified to be the children of God. But when Jesus came, what did He do? He threw open the door. Why, when Jesus died on the cross, did the, did the, did the uh, Holy of Holies, the temple, the, the, in the temple, the curtain was rent from top to bottom. This thing was huge. And it looked like somebody, obviously, with some pretty big hands, ripped that sucker. Why? Because now the presence of God was going to come and be able to dwell in us because of the cleansing power of God that enabled us to have that relationship. And not only the Jew, but also the Gentile, those that were without God. And you know what qualified us? Not because of how good we are, but because of the blood of Jesus, His grace which He's lavished on us, His love for us. Man, what a powerful thing. So awesome to see how, how we, were, we, were, we can know God. We were chosen by Him. We've been adopted in Him. And you know, adoption in the Jews, with the Jews, there was no difference once they were brought in as an adopted child, as a son. They were just as qualified as the blood heir. There was no difference. Where, so when he says that, uses that word, he's saying we're brought in and we're brought in on the same standard as a, as a blood son, as a blood daughter. We were redeemed and forgiven. Man, he makes that statement. We need to see ourselves that way. You know, I, I know many of you, I'm sure, see yourself and understand that you are righteous, by the blood of Jesus, that you're, that you're good enough, that you're worthy. But I'll tell you what, every one of us have had to, as a Christian, have had to battle those thoughts of, well, well, you're not good enough. What, do you, what makes you think you deserve it? See, and that's a, a good way for the devil to keep us held back, bound up unable to approach God, unable to really know God, this living, loving God who, who, who knew you before you were even born and knew all you were going to be, and He still died for you. Man, that's a love. And He, he lavished it upon us, freely giving it to us. Redemption means He bought us, bought us back. He paid the price. We were, we were sold into sin, into slavery of sin by, by Adam, the fall of man. But Jesus, the one, made, made the provision for us. You know, the other thing that, that he begins to give us is he says there in, in verse 8, he says, He lavished it upon us with all wisdom and understanding. He made known to us the mystery of His will according to His good pleasure, which He purposed in Christ to be put into effect when the time reaching their fulfillment to bring unity into all things in heaven and earth under Christ. He said, He's made known the mystery. 
You know, here's the, here's the wonderful thing also that came to us in Christ Jesus. Is He gives us insight. He gives us the ability to see into circumstances and situations. He, begin, he gives us the ability to have the wisdom of God and the understanding he, get, he allows us to know what God, who God is and, and, and what that relationship is. He gives us the ability to identify areas of failures, flaws, or weakness. He, he, he helps us to, I always love this, helps us to anticipate things. You know, you think about it, uh, the best in the world at whatever it is, Learn and to, and to know how to anticipate. One of the one of the characteristics, you know, one of the things where the where the uh, you know I love to team rope and, and love to rope and, and rodeo, uh, uh, you know, and and I think about the best in the world. You know, Trevor Brazil, best best roper. Uh, they call him the king of the cowboys. I mean, he's won twenty six world championships and all around. I mean, if you don't know who Trevor Brazil is, you don't watch any rodeo. So just you know, look up Trevor Brazil. I mean, he and and humble, fantastic. I love I love the guy. I've never got to meet him. I'm not, I don't make a big deal out of famous people, but that guy I would really like. To, I mean, that would be a cool person to meet. But here's the thing about Trevor Brazil. I guarantee you, and he could anticipate what was going to happen at a high level, all of those guys who succeeded that. You could be a stock car racer. You could, you could be a, you know, a basketball player. You could be about anything. But what if you can dial that anticipation down to, how you're managing your money, how you're interacting with your kids. I know as I raise my four kids, I, I think four, that's as easy watching these guys. But you know, having, raising our kids, I remember at times when God helped us to anticipate a problem before it came. I, I can remember Sue and I talking about a, a, a relationship that one of our kids would have. And God began to give us insight and wisdom into how to pray. I always wanted to just hit it head on, start telling them what they need to do, and mom would go, "Hey, just pray." I say, "I, I yeah, yeah, you pray. I'm on, I'm on, I'm gonna get in the middle of this." <laughs> but you know, the 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 things God can give us insight, wisdom, understanding, and you know, one of the things that He can help us with, as much as in anything where that's concerned, is that we know His will for our lives. You know, I, uh, as, as I walk through the walk of, of being a pastor, being a, being a cattleman, being a, a husband, being a dad, all these things are changing constantly. Going through COVID all this time, or, or what do we do? How do we, how do we react? You know, what, what's, the, what's the way to proceed? We asked for wisdom. God continually gave it. We sought Him. He continually gave it. The other thing that we receive right here is he goes on and he talks about the, the power of the, of the Holy Spirit, the ministry of the Holy Spirit that we end up receiving. In verse 13 he says, And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in Him with a seal, the promise, promised Holy Spirit 
who is a deposit, a guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise and glory of His. We received when, when we received the promise of the Holy Spirit. Now, when I begin to think, and, I, and I'm going to wrap this up, but as we get ready to, to close this, I want you to think about in your ideas and your thoughts of who you are seeing yourself in Christ. One of the greatest things that He's done for us is He's given us, made us the temple of the Holy Spirit, Paul called it. He gave us the, the, help, the helper, the Holy Spirit. In John chapter 14, Jesus said, I'm going to send another. I'm going away, but I'm sending another just like me. He's going to, in the Greek, he says, in, he's going to do in my absence what I would do if I were physically there. Man, what a powerful thing when we think about it. What happened when the Holy Spirit came into our lives? There, there's fruits that are ours. They're available to us. Love, like Willie talked about. Joy. It's not based on all these outside things. It's based on what's on the inside. A peace that passes understanding. The world can't figure out how you can have peace in the midst of all this chaos. He'll give you patience. He'll give you wisdom. He'll give you uh, the, the uh, self-control. He'll give you faith. Those fruits of the Spirit, you know what those are? They're characteristics of God. When we receive the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit, we need to see ourselves as a little bit fruity. Some of you said, I got that down, right? No, we don't need to get fruity and flaky, but we need to be fruity as far as, far as fruitful. We need to be having the characteristics of God. That's what those represent, the characteristics of God. Also, you, you got His gifts, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Word of wisdom. Word of knowledge. That, that, that's the Holy Spirit's help in Romans 8, 26, when, when He helps us in our weakness when we don't know how to pray. The Word of wisdom. As I was praying for Brian, we were praying for him up there. There were certain things, certain words that the Holy Spirit gave me to speak that I believe they were standing on and agreeing in that we release the power of God. He's believing God for some things. So God's begin, God is, is at work in the, through the gifts. And the final thing that I want to I just hit on tonight is that He also gives us an empowerment. You know, you need to see yourself empowered by God. We'll probably get into it some next week. I, I saw a revelation of some things about David and, and, and how God, when He was anointed, empowered that was the old testament holy spirit coming upon him now in the new testament we get the holy spirit coming within us when we begin to understand that because of what jesus provided for us all those spiritual blessings you have the power of the holy spirit you have the holy spirit to empower you to get things done you know, some of you may not have ever tapped in to that part of it. You don't see yourself as very, maybe you don't see yourself as very spiritual. Maybe you don't see yourself as very, as very empowered by God. Well, listen, change how you see yourself because He made it available to you. He made it available to you in a way that, that, that many of us don't, many of you don't tap into. I remember, and I'll, I'll close with this story. I remember as a as a young man, and in, in my in our, I was about twenty three, probably in that roughly in that age group, because I know what house we lived in. <laughs> it was a, like the fourth house, so I was about twenty three years old. But I was driving the tractor, and it was it was this time of year. We're working ground, getting ready, getting ready to plant wheat, and and uh, I, we farmed enough acres that it took a lot of hours. And I rode that tractor, and it was I mean you know twelve, fourteen, sixteen hours a day. 
And what I began to do is I began to listen to teaching tapes. That's why I'd, I put these messages out there. And back then it was cassette tapes, and I put those cassettes in, and I'd try to hear them over the loud cab, and it was all, it was a lot of mess. But I, and I spent time in prayer. And all of a sudden I got a revelation of the fact that the Holy Spirit was inside me. And Ephesians 3.16, he'll, he'll strengthen you with might by His Spirit in your inner man. And I began to get a revelation of that and an understanding of that. And I, I, it was a long about the time, of, so maybe I was 24, it was long about the time our first daughter was born, and there were just things going on in my life that were bigger than me. And I was wrestling with the call of God, I was, I was struggling with all these things, and I, I was overwhelmed until I got with God. And I began to see myself empowered by God, anointed by God, strengthened and reinforced by God. And I began to rely on that. And he began to, I began to see it from the inside. And I remember very distinctly getting that revelation. We had an old Steiger tractor, a four-wheel drive. And, and whenever I got down, you know, they had the, you know, the platform on it was yay high and uh, maybe up here. And uh, when I got ready to get down off at that day, I jumped off the, the top rail and I hit the ground and the dust, it was dusty like this. And the, I can still see this. And the dust rolled and it was like, whew. it wasn't pride. It was like all of a sudden I realized I got something on the inside. See, see yourself as that. Now listen, when you get that, begin to get that image, you begin to see yourself with the spiritual blessings. It'll change how you pray. You begin to see yourself adopted as a son, redeemed and forgiven, having the wisdom of God and the understanding. When you begin to see yourself through Ephesians chapter 1 and all that God's provided through Jesus Christ, it'll change how you pray. It'll change how you expect. It'll change how you live, how you talk, everything. You know, here's the thing. It all begins with that relationship with Jesus Christ. So if you're here tonight and you've not made that decision, you may have been coming to church here for a long time. I don't know. You might be watching. We have people tune in and, and, and watch this. I'm very thankful. I'm glad you joined us. There's people that... Then watch this later on. It won't be live. But I can tell you this. God knows exactly where you're at. He knows exactly what you need. You may have sat back and said, well, I don't know if I'm really good enough. Understand something. Or I don't know if I'm worthy of it. Understand something. Jesus knew you before he died for you in order for you to come to him. Right now, I just want you to bow your heads. And I, I just want you to, to, to set your heart to, to hear God, to receive. Father God, I just pray over, over these that are here, these that are watching. And Lord God, I just pray that if there's anybody within the sound of my voice who's not made Jesus Christ Lord, maybe they've just stood back and, and, and thought that'd be nice. I just don't know if I can do it. Well, listen, with the help of the Holy Spirit, you can. Maybe you've made Jesus Lord maybe you feel like you're saved but you're really not living the life and tonight you say you know what I want to walk in the spiritual blessings that are in Christ Jesus Father God I just pray that you just stir people right now to make a decision tonight that they're going to walk into a place step into a place that's, that's greater than what they've been walking in I pray Father God that they'd analyze their heart and they'd ask the question honestly Am I ready?
to meet Jesus. Father, for everyone here, with our heads are bowed and eyes are closed, if there's anybody who's not ready to meet Jesus, but you want to be ready and you want to make Jesus Lord, just raise your hand so I can see it. Hold it up there. Anybody? Appreciate that. I see that. You know, you're making a decision to say, I'm going I'm to walk with God. Anybody else? I'm not going to call you out. I'm just going to pray with you. If you're watching online, there's ways of making contact with us. And I pray that you do that. Find us on the website. Find us on Facebook. Or connect with us on our live feed. Father, we just come before you tonight. And I thank you for this one who lifted his hand. And I thank you, Father, for others who are in their heart of hearts making a decision to say yes to more. To seeing themselves as Jesus says they are. And I pray, Father God, that tonight would be a turning point. Regardless of what happens outside, we thank you, Father God, that in your presence is fullness of joy. And in, in, the, in the power of God, we have all that we need. Everything that pertains to life and Godliness. So, Father, I just pray that you stir that up in them. Father, I thank you and I praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. You know, I want you guys to go ahead and come.